0: You're listening to the Jim Mint Podcast by GFNF, your weekly breakdown of sports cards, hobby news, and everything in between. And everything in between. Here's your hosts, Jake and Nico.
1: Yo, guys, what's going on? Welcome to the Jim Mint Podcast uh, by GFNF. Uh, My name's Nico, and I'm here with my buddy, Jake. Say what's up, Jake? what's going on guys um so uh yeah welcome to our first episode um our podcast is pretty much just going to cover everything hobby related um retail botting big sales in, in the hobby um just pretty there's been a lot of drama going on lately so <laughs> there's, there's some juicy stories out there um but jake why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit where you're from uh how long you've kind of been in, in the hobby in general
0: yeah, uh, my name is Jake. I'm from Chicago, Illinois. I've uh, been in the hobby for about a decade now. Started right around 2010 and 11, uh, collecting baseball cards with families and friends. And uh, as it's progressed now over the last three years, has boomed into something completely different and opened up a lot of opportunities, um, many of which are provided by GFNF. And that's kind of what started our time together here.
1: Yeah, so for me, um, I'm from New Jersey, kind of been in the hobby just for about a year now. Uh, you know, really deep into it. I mean, I did Pokemon and stuff when I was younger, but but not to the level that it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where there's this serious money being thrown around. Um, but yeah, so imagine, Jake and I um, imagine
0: imagine having those Pokemon cards back right now. I do,
1: kid. Yeah, well, the, yeah, the ones that you you know ripped up and and shoved into binders and yeah, into oh, your uh, into your spoke on your on your bike. But uh, sickening. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So we're gonna kind of just. Go with the flow here. We got a couple um, big topics we want to hit. So we're going to start with kind of like a retail rundown of this past week, as well as some, uh, some botting and, and hobby news as well. Um, so yeah, let's get to it. So today uh, we saw tops drop uh, Bowman draft Sapphire to the public. We saw yesterday a, a kind of a shock drop um, out of nowhere at the, for Montgomery club. But the, the email came like 20 minutes later. <laughs> um, I mean, people had had all day to pretty much buy it if you're a Montgomery club, but we did see the public release today and Jake, I know you, uh, you did pretty well on that.
0: Yeah, I did. It was, uh, your typical top story where Bowman draft Sapphire good tops website bad. Um, we had lots of, as you can imagine, a lot of people going for this product. It's a, it's one of my favorite products of the year. I know it's one of your favorite products of the year. Um, and, that goes a long way with a lot of the breakers so everyone was going for this Um, we did pretty well this morning we secured quite a few boxes our community um, secured even more and overall pretty great drop
1: yeah so so mostly everyone um in gfnf is is running ksr uh for those that don't know ksr is an automation software um it's a retail bot and uh it it shreds tops so uh you know if, if you were prepared and ready, um, which, you know, we had most of the group ready to go. Um, you know, you, you grabbed quite a few boxes. And I mean, it even trickled onto Twitter to uh, <laughs> some people that I would have never thought I've ever seen tweet about retail botting. We, we had someone tweet, from what I'm gathering, the bot KSR ran a product ID on Bowman Sapphire and bought all the boxes before it even went available on topsite. site. Tops, can you confirm? If so, that's trash. So yeah,
0: he, he tagged Tops right. I mean, yeah, yeah, he tagged <laughs> Tops
1: like 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 they're gonna do anything because you can't that's even get funny. them on the phone to talk to about about a simple thing, but they're gonna respond to his tweet. So yeah, we had uh, you know quite the feedback on Twitter there, but nothing new really. I mean, that's to be expected.
0: In all seriousness, he's not wrong.
1: No, he's not. <laughs> I mean, but you know who knows with Fanatics, you know acquiring Tops, maybe we'll see something different. But um, right. you know. We know, how, we know how it goes with Fanatics, too, but we'll save that for, for a little bit later. But, uh, yeah, so we also saw uh, a Walmart restock today, the usual Wednesday restock. It um, was kind of just a bunch of trash again, <laughs> if we're being yeah, honest, that, you know.
0: Not much to write home about, just a little bit of illusions football that was new. Um, nothing that we're waiting for, though, which is mainly mosaic football. We're waiting for the next drop.
1: Yeah, we should. I would imagine it's going to be a couple weeks before we see that. I mean, it was what a month before we saw Mosaic Basketball.
0: Like yeah, after, a month. after
1: the retail draw, or the hobby.
0: Yeah, what's your thoughts on that? Do you think there is it a production delay down? I mean, because most of these cars are printed at a factory down in Texas, and that's across the board. That's for Tops, um, Upper Deck, and Panini. They all come out of the same factory. Is is it is it a production value or a production issue down there, or do you think it's just them? behind on starting the print run
1: i think it's a production thing honestly i don't i don't see why they would be behind um i maybe it's just because of the sheer quantity that they're printing of this other stuff um that it, that is causing de- like you know they're causing delays for themselves mm-hmm. but um they, they could also just want to drag this out you know they, we've had mosaic basketball on walmart for what four or five weeks now in a row um and you know at, at, we're seeing target every other week and We've had it for the past two weeks, right? So, right.
0: It's, it's amazing to watch what has happened with retail basketball comparatively to where it was a year ago. Um, I've never been a big basketball guy, I'm, I'm more baseball and football. Uh, but when this boom kind of took off, then we, uh, we saw basketball kind of take the, the first place lead and kind of drive
1: the hobby for the first year of this boom. I mean just basketball in general you there was no other sport you could buy a blaster for $20 and sell it for 600 or a mega box for 40 and sell it for almost 1000 that's what we saw with you know with 2019 prism with Zion and Ja and and you know, cuz those cards were selling for 1800 you know in a PSA 10 that you could send for you know 20 30 40 bucks you know it was it was the returns were insane but it's just not the same now it's it's people are more conservative they're cautious they don't want to get burned like a lot of people did um and i think that's where where a lot of the you know the caution comes from with basketball in general and that's why i i tend to uh to stay away you know from that
0: Yeah, it looks um, like it's it's also got a 50% higher price point at retail <laughs> than it did a year ago too which
1: true. i think
0: it's kind of a triangle like i i've always seen it as about a year ago, PSA stopped grading cards. Um, and when you can't grade the cards and turn them into $200 cards from $20 cards, that affected the sealed wax prices, which in turn affected the singles prices. And it's just kind of a cycle from there.
1: Yep. I agree. So, um, yeah, so that's really it on the, uh, retail botting front. Uh, no, no other really, you know, major happenings right now. um, so let's hop into some, some kind of drama or news in the hobby in general. I know this was, was last oh, yeah. week, but we, we, we did get an update this week on, on the backyard breakers. So these dudes, um, from what I understand, they, they held a break and they decided to give a box away to someone that had, I guess, the worst hits in the break or just someone that was watching. And uh, they ended up pulling a, an expensive um, Trevor Lawrence gold kaboom out of 10 and uh basically you know this is all on stream live and they pretty much were like yeah we can't we can't give this away like this is too expensive and uh (laughs) yeah it just caused a complete uproar at least on twitter um they really don't have that big of a twitter following um they're more on on whatnot and and tiktok um but yeah it caused a huge uproar they doubled down on on being you know you know a little shady, you know, they were, they were trying yeah. to play the bad guy, you know, sending yep. out, you know, videos and stuff, you know, holding their ground. Um, so they decided to eventually give it away on Twitch. I, I think the winner ended up being some guy that just had followed them on Twitch. Uh, so already it was, it was very suspect. And then um, I believe two days ago it was um, the yeah. winner, a supposed winner uh, tweeted a picture Tagged Backyard Breaks and said, well, he has arrived. The card heard around the world. Uh, hashtag Trevor Gate. Thanks again, Backyard Breaks, for the insane giveaway. Um, so apparently they flew this dude out. They posted a video today on it. Um, regardless, if they actually did give it away to this Cameron kid, you got to avoid people like this, right, Jake? I mean, you've been – you know some of the big breakers in, in the business. I mean, could you imagine them hitting the, – you know, a five, six-figure card, and being like, ah, "I don't think we could give this, you know, we can give this away." Uh, it's, you know, it's too expensive.
0: Yeah, I think it's it goes a long way for. First of all, I don't think I would ever break with someone wearing a crop top.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, questionable, I, questionable choices.
0: Yeah, and not that a tire necessarily drives my decision for breaking, but it definitely didn't help. You um, had a little bit of an Uncle Rico vibe from Napoleon Dynamite, but uh, these guys had every opportunity to make this right um first of all just not pulling this in the first place probably would have been their best option but once it happened and people were onto it and sniffed it out right away i think issuing they issued a video if you haven't seen it i'd recommend go watching it um basically where they're holding uh two ten thousand dollar stacks of cash and basically stated that they're going to go give it away to to a children's charity the boys and girls club in town and that's more than the card. And, and, and that kind of made up for what they did. And, and I think that put a lot bad taste in people's mouths because number one, they refused to pull out the receipt from the donation. Um, and it didn't justify anything from who was supposed to get that card. So that was a big problem.
1: Yeah. They, they put a picture up of them at the boys and girls club, but that, that was their, and they just kept replying to people with it. Most people were doubting it and, I, I don't know. It just yeah, they they <laughs> they did have every chance to make it right and they just they just like, you know, stomped on it every chance they could get. So, but uh yeah, let's let's not give those dudes any more uh publicity yeah. than they, you know than they deserve, so. I agree. Um let's move on to the Logan Paul Pokémon case fiasco. So, oh. yeah, so basically this uh, first edition sealed or at least what was thought to be first edition sealed Pokemon case um, gained a lot of, a lot more traction because Logan Paul purchased it for three and a half million dollars and the internet does what the internet always does they figure it out, and they somehow, without even opening the case, debunked that it was fake um, people you know these dudes that were, were debunking this this case were getting a lot of crap uh, from a lot of people, um, mm-hmm. mostly the people that sold it um, because it was it was authenticated by Baseball Card Exchange, who who authenticates sealed wax, um, so they ended up flying the box out to Chicago and opening it just to find out that it was indeed fake and and you know full of resealed fake first edition boxes that had GI Joe cards in it. So, oh. <laughs> um, yes. what do you think
0: went through Logan's mind when he first saw those GI Joe? Cards? I
1: mean. The, the one picture of the dude from BBC just sitting there looking saying that that we got yeah. duped and Logan's guilt. just standing there with with like that dead look <laughs> in his face like I'm yeah. recording this video for YouTube <laughs> I can't kill this guy right now
0: yeah that's um, called guilt
1: yeah yeah so I mean that guy knew he was screwed and and we don't know what's gonna happen next I mean the the only news that we know is is shine who um his name is Matt he's he's huge uh shine 150 on Instagram he's massive and into cards, he's got some of the biggest, um, biggest cards out there. He he sold it to, to Logan. Um, he has since refunded Logan, um, and then uh, Shine is in in process of trying to get his money back from the dudes that he bought him from, um, which was uh, these two dudes, Mealy Pops, who has a shop in Florida, and Card Kahuna. Um, I believe Mealy Pops has agreed to pay it back. Uh, I don't think Card Kahuna. I think he lawyered up. Um, so I don't know, Jake. What do you think happens next? You think I think it's going to go to court? Um, I,
0: I think it's definitely going to end in court. I mean, my opinion. I believe that, however it works out down the line, is between those guys in civil court. But I, I believe that BBCE is responsible for everything after the authentication. Um, I, I don't know any other way to look at it. Unfortunately, I mean, everyone got duped. But if you're running a business and selling the product of authentication, you need to be right, especially when it comes to a million dollars worth of product.
1: Yeah, they were, they were trying to claim that this was the first time that they had authenticated Pokemon, which I'd seen multiple uh, reports that that was not the case. Um, and, you know, the guy, before they even opened it on Logan's video, you know, the guy from BBC explained what he looks for on sports cards. So he was going through the same process. It's a sealed case there's only so many things you can look at. You look at the Mm -hmm. tape, you look at the labeling, you look at, you know, make sure it's not tampered with and you can weigh it, which we, we didn't see the full authentication process. So we don't know if they actually did weigh it or not. Um, but yeah, it's going to end up in court. And, uh, I I think the dudes that ended up selling it to shine are going to have to pay the money back and, and they'll probably themselves go after, after BBC. But, uh,
0: yeah. I'm I'm not a I'm not a YouTube star. I'm not a I'm not a social media influencer um yet. We'll see how this podcast goes. But um <laughs> I is it, i would assume that Logan did okay off the publicity of this.
1: Oh um, yeah, he's the king at that. He to that covers dude he can loss. put asses in seats. Yep. Let's be real. No doubt about it. He, I mean look at his boxing. I do <laughs> yeah, he he's he's great. Um he, he knows what he's doing. It was an unfortunate—I don't know if it was worth $3.5 um, Maybe it is, but I mean, he's got such a big following that it, it might not have even mattered. But um.
0: Well, and before, the, and before they found out it was fake, he was under the impression that it was the only sealed case in the world, but that ended up not being the case, right?
1: Yeah, there was—there's um, a couple people that have cases. I know there's one that—I don't know if it's sealed— Um, I know it's kind of like half opened so you could see the boxes, but yeah, I don't think it's the only (laughs) sealed case out there. I think it was the only BBC authenticated, but, uh, we can see how much that holds up now. Um, but, uh, yeah, so let's, let's move on to this, uh, a big topic here, the Fanatics takeover. So, um, yeah, as we all know, Fanatics is going to be the, uh, one-stop shop for, for the hobby, um, very soon. And you know recently acquired tops um, so jake what what are your thoughts on that? Is this a good thing bad thing what what 's up with panini here uh, what are your, what are your thoughts
0: i mean i I, I like to think it's it 's always good for the hobby to have new money come in, but if it turns into a monopoly we might we might see some problems. I think tops definitely needed some help. I think the hobby itself needed some help with how they 're handling this increase in I mean, let's just face it, there's more money in the hobby, there's more collectors in the hobby, and there's significantly more demand, and these companies are struggling to keep up with it. So I think it's a matter of how Fanatics handles their decision making through um, TOPS. Are they going to print under the TOPS name? Are they going to. Um, I would assume so, right? I mean, th- they would be stupid not to.
1: Do you think it's going to kill retail reselling?
0: I think it's going to hurt it. Yeah. I think um, if they control the point of sale they control the price point and they control 100% of the supply they can make their own price and if you want it you'll pay it and if you don't you won't
1: now do you think you know, I I saw that you know as of like 2 days after the deal was closed with tops fanatics is in charge of everything do you think today the $200 price point we saw was was driven by them you'd have to think so right with I mean with last year's box being $70 and the year before 35 we always see quite the quite the price increase today.
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think they're. I think it's probably them testing the waters. What are people willing to pay? I mean, if if you're willing to pay, you know, uh, uh, basically a two hundred percent, almost three hundred percent of what is was last year, it's what's to stop them? now they're going to roll. So I guess we'll see with upcoming drops with, you know, Formula One around the corner, some UEFA products around the corner. Um, we'll see what they do with that, but yeah, a two hundred dollar sapphire box with thirty two cards and no guaranteed autos is a little bit hard pill to swallow.
1: Yeah, so I I didn't again. I've only been in this this uh, you know this deep in the hobby for a year now, and I was reading up a little bit more on the twenty nineteen because you know it's almost a, it's a five hundred dollar box and it was thirty five dollars.
0: Thirty five bucks. Yeah. So I, four, I
1: wasn't aware that it was just something that was thrown together in. That's why it was, you know, no autos and was so cheap because Tops didn't know how people were going to respond to it. Yeah. And, you know, obviously people don't care that there's no autos. They, that, that Sapphire product, it, it just always sells. I mean, look at like Garbage Pail kids Sapphire from last year, Montgomery Club. It's like a $600 box and it was like $80 retail. Wild. So I mean, you could just Sapphire anything.
0: Could, okay, you could you imagine a two hundred? Could you imagine a two hundred dollar garbage pail kid sapphire box? Yeah, we'd here? probably buy it. Riots,
1: I will riot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, one other thing from Fanatics is you know they're pushing their candy NFT, um, you know, which is the the official licensed baseball um, NFT marketplace. Um, you know, the, it's ran by Michael Rubin, the CEO of Fanatics, as well as Gary V. Uh, which I think mostly everyone uh, knows at this point whether you're in the nft space or, or the sports card space he's uh, you know he, he's made his presence known and you know they just opened their marketplace last week they've, they've been around for a little bit but it's you haven't been able to sell anything right you could just buy packs open them or keep them sealed but now you could sell it so um, just just a little data on that they, they did a million in sales in the first eight hours I think it was around a million and a half. In the first 24 and this is zero crypto this is all just straight you know usd uh you know cash so um it seems pretty cool i, I you know gary well, I get- gary v's behind it it'll probably do well i, I it'll take a lot for it to to, to fail um i th- i have more hope for it than top shot but uh I, I don't know jake i know you know we've been getting into nfts a little bit more lately What, do you, right. what what's your feelings on this i mean i, I I don't know if it'll, you know, could fully replace baseball cards, but I think it has a place. The
0: old collector in me says that baseball cards, the physical opening of packs and stuff, there'll always be a market for that. Um, That being said, as the world changes and everything's moving into the metaverse, and I think that you almost have to kind of dive in a little bit because that, I mean, this is the way the collectibles are going. Um... It's a little nerve-wracking to me, again, going back to if Fanatics owns all the retail. So they bought Tops. um, Rumors are that they're trying to make a play on uh, Upper Deck. Um, I don't know if that also means this year they'll try to make a play on Panini. They don't really need Panini if they have Tops Chrome and Bowman Chrome, but uh, they don't necessarily need Prism. But if they hold a Monopoly on that side of it, they own the NFT Monopoly of the sports, NFTs. Um, they're about a grading company away from being a one-stop shop for everything hobby
1: yeah and that i think i mean they're trying to be the amazon of sports cards pretty much right and, you know we've seen their graded card prices like their psa slabs and they're it's absolute garbage like they, they try to push them and the prices are just atrocious so yeah we'll see i think it's got a place for sure and uh yeah we'll be keeping tabs on that and uh We'll we'll probably give a little candy NFT update uh, each week here uh, going forward. So, um, yeah, on to the next thing here. We had Baseball America's Top 100 um, prospect list come out today. Oh, yeah. Um, Jake, I know you and I are both pretty big into into the baseball market and prospecting in general. Um, You know, we we saw the usual big guys. We have Adley at one, my boy Jay Rod at two, Bobby Witt at three. We did see Riley Green overtake. Torkelson um so Detroit's got two stud, absolute studs in the top five uh but there were some some shocking uh um you know placements as well we had Marcelo Mayer for Boston at 15 kids that hasn't played a, a, a you know an inning of baseball yet you know at, at the professional level over guys like Marte and Luciano and stuff so what are you how are you feeling about that one
0: I disagree with that real, real bad. But um, this is why I love Bowman. This is, this is why I think you love Bowman is that the prospecting and the, and the investments in guys that are kids. I mean, a lot of these kids, are, when they come up and get their first Bowman, are just out of their senior year of high school. And you never know when someone's going to pop off. For example, right in the middle of the boom last year, right, we were ripping open 2020 Bowman. We were chasing Bobby Witt, who's the number three, mm-hmm. um, and Jason Dominguez. And it goes to show, Jason Dominguez is ranked as the 87th prospect in this top 100.
1: Yeah, he went down a bit. <laughs> and
0: number 10, his teammate, Anthony Volpe, um, is, number, is in the top 10. So you never know who's going to explode. And obviously, these guys' cards reach peak value as they come into the pros. And you get to say, hey, I collected that guy from day one.
1: Yeah, I mean, and there's some, still some really affordable guys on the card market side. Um, you know, in the top, you got, I mean, Luciano still r- relatively affordable. Marte still pretty affordable. Zach Veen, I mean, is pretty, is pretty damn cheap. And, you know, he's, he plays in a hitter park. Um, you know, people really don't go to the game to, to watch a pitching duel. You know, people yeah. want to see, see home runs, see offense. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of good names, a lot of risers that definitely, like you mentioned, Volpe. Um, He's got he might be the hottest name right now. I, I see a yep. lot of him being moved. Um, a lot more J Rod out there. It's the baseball market's picking up. So if you know, now's a good time if you wanna play it safe, take some of those profits if you if you got in early on some of these guys. Um, you know, it's you never know what can happen.
0: Yeah, it's wild to look at. I mean, go back go back on eBay, guys, and go back on the sales in, you know, summer of 2020, and look what Anthony Volpe autos were going for. And look what they're going for now in his first boom. It's absolutely insane, the yep. increase in how these kind of lists and how they progress through the minors, how close they are to the pros, that kind of stuff all factors in.
1: Yep. Yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll keep an eye on that and, and update as we get closer to hopefully a baseball season. Um, but uh yeah, it sh- it should be a good one and-, and interesting to see who who gets the call here and um you know, hopefully we see some of these guys in in the majors this year. Um but yeah, let's move on to um, you know, a little segment we're going to call high rollers. So um we we grabbed a couple, you know, high high dollar sales in the market over the past week. Um starting with um you know, one of the- one of everyone's new favorite products over the past year, Formula 1. We saw a Max Verstappen Sapphire Variation Red out of 5 PSA 9 go on auction for $35,000. Unbelievable. I mean,
0: unbelievable. A
1: lot of people were were bullish on on F1 when it came out right away. Um it wasn't a highly produced product. It was it was more of like a test run for um you know, for for Tops and it worked out really well. So uh,
0: so you're you've bought some Max Verstappen cards in the past couple of weeks, some I nice did. ones. Um, let me ask you this: How what was the print run for boxes of Formula One Sapphire last year? Do you know?
1: Just like the base card that they call the portrait card is mm. like a two, it's a two thousand print run. You know, you're not getting products like that with the with the base card in it anymore. Okay, so
0: my point in asking that, I heard some rumors today, and I don't know if they're true or not, but um, it seems like Tops went from. 2,800 Montgomery Club members last year total to now close to 6,400.
1: I think that's, a, I think that would be accurate.
0: So are they going to print Formula One through the roof and, and tank it? Or are they going to keep to their, I mean, even though it's hot and it's high dollar, it's, it's still not quite the following that some of the other major sports have, obviously. But um, so you're still getting in now. I mean getting now, they're expensive cards, but you're still ahead of this isn't a baseball market yet would you agree with that
1: dude i I mean they're so they're so different just because there's so fewer you know people to collect drivers it's mm-hmm. a first year product, so there's just so much money being thrown around um I don't know i i I I had this opinion at the beginning that, I'm like, listen, it's not baseball; it's not going to be baseball. Obviously, baseball is like quite the history, especially in the card market. I'm interested to see where it's going. I think it's got a lot more room to grow. Um, I, I, I think buying the, you know, the F1 goat, Lewis Hamilton, is an excellent mm-hmm. purchase. There's some really nice cards, low print runs that you can get that are affordable. Um, so I, I we'll see. We'll see. I think it's going to be uh, interesting to see how much product we see released this year from Tops, um, and, and what kind of margins we see on, on this these boxes like we did uh, last year. You know, $100, 120 and twenty dollar retail box mm-hmm. um, is uh, two thousand dollars now. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I'll tell you. Crazy.
0: I'll tell you one thing for certain: I can't afford that for stopping red.
1: No, nope. that's for sure. <laughs> and you know, uh, and most people know all these numbered colored cards from F1 are, are damaged on the back. or yeah, right. at least 99% of them. So, you know, most are PSA eight, PSA seven, maybe PSA nine quality. So, but doesn't seem to be slowing the market down at all. So, um, yeah. yeah so let's move over to some football and, and probably the hottest name right now, Joe Burrow.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: we saw two big sales go off. One was a, uh, you know, contenders, cracked ice auto, uh, sold for $39,000 um, best offer, it was the uh number 13 out of 22, PSA 10. And we also saw a national treasures out of 10 HGA uh sell for $75,000. You got to imagine that's getting cracked out, right? I i
0: can't imagine you keep it in an HGA slab, but yeah, I mean, oh, $75,000 RPA out of 10. First of all, who sends that to HGA?
1: Do, do you did you see the images on the on the uh, eBay listing? They're so blurry. I, oh, I know. It's, they're terrible. So Well,
0: they probably want people to know, or, you know, they don't want them to figure out that it's an HGA slab.
1: right? <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. So, uh, yeah, someone paid 75000 though. So we'll keep an eye on that and see if it resurfaces. I would imagine it's going to show up in a BGS uh, or a yep. PSA slab. Um, and then the last one we have here, um, Mr. Mike Trout, uh, should be back this season, a refractor first Bowman Auto. Um, for $55,000. Um, wow. So, yeah, his, his market, I think, is slowly climbing back as he was out uh, for most of the last year. Yeah. Um, uh, how, how do you think he's going to you know, have a bounce-back season this year and, and return I, to, to form?
0: I think so. He's the best player in the league, in my opinion, as far as when he's performing at an elite level. Uh, to give you guys an idea, this card we're talking about is a refractor version of the one that Vegas Dave sold for. What was it? Uh, close to it was a lot. I was like, Yeah, it wasn't uh, four million, was it? I mean, it was three and a half or four. Yeah, it
1: was it was crazy.
0: <laughs> yeah, this, so this is just the the refractor auto version where his was. Um,
1: I think it's the X Fractor, yeah, X Fractor, yep, yep. So, and uh, so, yeah, so uh, and then one other thing, I know this was not a sale, but we did see Mosaic football release this past week, and uh, some of the dudes I follow on Instagram, Flushing Breaks out in New York, they pulled. The Trevor Lawrence Nebula One Hundred and One uh, NFL debut—absolutely disgusting-looking card with the color match. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a sick one. I think Mosaic's got some of the best-looking cards. Um, so yeah, we'll see. I sure I'm sure some other monsters will get pulled. I I did see the Jamar Chase One Hundred and One get pulled as well, um, but we I don't think we've seen any of the Mac Jones, uh, Justin Fields, or anything surface yet. Not well. um,
0: Nope. Speaking of which, that was a good product for us at GFNF. Was first off the line mosaic. We had a oh yeah. We got in right at the floor at six seventy five, and boxes are going uh, creeping up on nine hundred to a thousand bucks now.
1: Yeah, those uh, the first off the line parallels are are doing pretty well. I did actually. I know Mac Jones got pulled like one of the first days. I think it sold for like four thousand. Um, wow. So yeah, that should definitely help help prices. But uh, yeah, so. We'll just uh, finish up with any upcoming drops on the week, um, retail wise. I mean, hopefully we could see some some mosaic NBA MegaBoxes drop, um, and and we're just kind of waiting on mosaic NFL. Um, I don't know. What do you think? I, I think we got like maybe two, at least two weeks before we see that pop up.
0: I'm gonna make a wild call. I'm gonna, I think we're gonna see it pop up in Walmart's in store next week.
1: That'd be ideal because usually we see Target. The following week, um, you know, when we see it in store like that, so yeah, we'll keep we'll keep our eyes peeled on that. And then in, in the world of hobby, we had flawless basketball Dutch auction, which oddly sold out. It started at twelve thousand dollars, and cool. it sold out at eleven two, which was a little weird. Um, I what do you, yeah. do you think they had a technical difficulty, or you think it actually sold out at eleven thousand dollars?
0: I think something funky happened because didn't they offer? Didn't they put out a message to people that for a twenty percent off coupon for Flawless?
1: Did they? Oh, maybe. Okay, I didn't. I think we saw that
0: that in our Discord.
1: Okay, I might have missed that one. Yeah, yeah, because that eleven thousand. I mean, that's 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 not chump change for for a box of cords. I mean, what are the case?
0: Case comes with a case comes with four of them.
1: Uh, I believe Flawless is two. It's just two two briefcases, Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: So, just a just an easy twenty two five yeah, yeah, something
1: yeah. light um probably charge yeah. for shipping too um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh we also got a immaculate football, um I believe it next week, and then uh, we're just waiting on the new formula one um, and you know right now slated for next month, but it was also slated for september mm-hmm. and November and December, so we are uh, we're not going to hold our breath there and uh <laughs> And, and wait for top so we'll see we'll see what top. uh we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I don't know. You think we see it in in February?
0: Yeah, 2023. Yeah. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, eventually we'll see it.
1: Yeah, good. Okay. All right guys, I think uh I think Jake, I think we'll we'll close up there. Um yeah, yeah if you guys want to connect, um you could follow GFNF on Twitter at @GFNF um two underscores at the end there. Um if you want to hit me up at NaffyBoy13 on Twitter and, and Jake, why don't you plug your Twitter?
0: Um, mine is at WrigleyEliteSc Wrigley Elite Sports Cards.
1: Yep. So uh, we'll be back next week with a new episode. And I uh, appreciate you guys listening. Thanks.
0: Thanks, guys.